A Christian mind is not one that is trained to think only about Christian topics. It is a mind that has learned to think about everything from a Christian perspective. Christianity provides a comprehensive view of the world. Christianity is a worldview. Worldviews are the grids. They are the lenses through which we frame all of reality. You guys ready? Why are you laughing? <laughs> I'm excited, did it? I'm excited, did it? Okay, hello, hello. Um, welcome to episode twenty of the Black Berea podcast. My name is Mary, and we've made episode twenty. That is actually quite deep. I'm really, you know, emotional right now. Twenty episodes in. Um, <laughs> I'm really excited with the episode we've got today. But before I jump in. Our next episode, episode 21, is going to be Ox BB part three. So if you have any questions, please send them in. You can send it in by blackberea at gmail.com. You can DM us on Twitter. You can message us on SoundCloud. You can message us on Instagram. You can message us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash blackberea. Everything's blackberea, so that should be a good episode. But today, on today's episode, we're talking about an interesting topic that I think... comes you know on the throat all the time and i'm joined with three lovely ladies so we're going to be talking about feminism so i'm joined who's in the room who's in the room hey um my name's daniela <laughs> can you put the mic close to your face daniela <laughs> hi everyone my name's daniela they're shy in that oh. <laughs> i'm joshua bed hey joshua bed and i'm sarah hey, hey. guys so the 6th of um february i believe is going to be the 100th anniversary of the representation of the people act which enabled um some women over the age of 30 to vote for the first time and then that universal suffrage was in 1928 so that was one of the reasons why we thought let's talk about feminism Mm -hmm. anyway let's try and get you you know let's know you guys a bit more so Mm -hmm. any sarah (laughs) just read daniela any interesting facts you know what you guys do you know anything you know you're a bit awkward in that. No, <laughs> no, what no, do you I'm say? Sorry, no. <laughs> oh, um, well, my name's on the Bible, if you guys didn't know. Hey, fun fact. Of Moses' mother. Hey. Um, there's some there's some theology around that, but yeah. Okay. okay That's cool. my fact. <laughs> Daniela, where's your name in the Bible? Wow. <laughs> I don't know if there was a bit of shade there. On us. <laughs> Daniel. It's, in, oh, yeah, mother, Daniel. it's Daniel. a derivative of Daniel. Come on. Yeah. Okay. But it's, uh, it's not... Yeah, I think it's like a French. It's not really a Hebrew. Mm. It's like a French derivative of Daniel in the Bible. So yeah, Daniela. Sarah, where's your name? We know where Sarah is in the Bible. Uh, yeah. Uh, or Sarai, actually. Before anyway. Um, <laughs> my uh, fun fact. Yeah, I've got a fun fact. Sarah is an actress slash yeah. poet. Hi. Mm. She's in the National Theatre at the moment. Oh my watching days. Amadeus, which Don't I watched the other day. Me. Come yeah. see the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really good. And you're a poet as well. Yeah. So I write poetry. Yeah. Sometimes. Do a lot of stuff. How Dance. can people find you? Oh my gosh. Uh Instagram, uh Miss.amanqua. That's A M A N K W A H. Uh I don't really do Facebook, so yeah, Instagram's pretty cool. Oh. We've got Richard in the room as well, feeding his child. Mm. Hey Richard. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's let's start. So looking at feminism, what is your definition of feminism? Because I think that's where the the argument kind of mm-hmm. lives and dies. Like definitions of, of feminism is going to be quite crucial in this argument or as we discuss anyway so what would you guys say is your definition of feminism um i would say the social and political advancement of women or equality um social and political equality with men and women yeah 
Jessamyn? So I got the definition from Google. <laughs> <laughs> and it says the advocacy of women's rights on Come the on. ground of equality of sexes. Mm. Boom. Sarah? What they said. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd say the, um, the pursuit of equality of both male and female on all levels. Mm. Male and female? Okay. No, sorry. Uh, or female too. Yeah, in e- equal equal levels with male. So it's essentially what correcting the perceived notion that women are beneath men, lesser than, or lesser than man, or inferior to men, and then just correcting that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you do you think that's a simplistic defin- definition? Mm-hmm. I'm being cheeky here. Yeah. Hmm. I guess. Um, I guess obviously understanding that patriarchy affects both men and women in our wanting women to be equal to men, we also have to correct the um, the destructive aspects of patriarchy that have affected men as, men as well. So we're not trying to get women just to be like men, but to understand what a healthy, a healthy state, a healthy, mm-hmm. a healthy world in which both men and women can flourish and mm-hmm. wanting both of them to be able to flourish equally. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So are you guys feminists? Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I am not. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. I say it with my chest. <laughs> um, no, yes? I always have reservations with mm. using the word. Okay. Um, if we're going by the definitions we've just said, mm-hmm. I would want the... the what, what, the, what the world would, would esteem as a, um, equal and what they would how they would define equality would be different from what, how would I, I, I would define equality as a Christian. So I would say no just because I want to create, I want to be quite clear that there's a distinction between the secular use of the word feminist and how I would view a, a Christian would view feminism. So I would say I'm not a feminist, but I, I know what I'm saying. I know what I'm saying mm. in it, yes. <laughs> Sarah, you're feminist? Um, currently I would say no. Uh, it, it's funny because um, I guess the first time the word was even introduced to me, um, what I understood of feminism, obviously, was you know, women who, I don't know, just were sort of throwing their toys at the pram, uh, women who, you know, you sort of hear the stereotypes of really brash stereotypes, women who, like, don't use deodorant, you know, just really ridiculous things. And um, I guess the more I started to research and the more, uh, not just obviously in uh, secular uh, settings, but also biblically, mm-hmm. um, I think the more I... Yeah, still, I'm still kind of navigating through it, but I feel that there's a part of me that just, I'm not very good with titles. I don't really, oh, mm-hmm. just, oh, fem- oh, fem- you know, there's a part of me that's kind of like, I mean, I guess we'll get to it later on, but I, yeah, I, I would say no. Is that because of the negative associations with feminism? Yes and no. Okay. Um, I, I think yes, but then I, I feel in terms of where the, you know, the origins kind of lay and then I guess sort of how it's, in some way evolved in society and generations, it's kind of, the definitions keeps changing. And I feel like there's a lot of inconsistencies in in the secular world. So there's a part of me that kind of goes, well, that's not really, I don't stand on that, Yeah, you know? So there's a part of me that's like, okay, well, what, what, does, what does the Bible have to say about these issues? Mm. Um, you know, in, in, without obviously using the actual words of it's a, mod, it's a modern day term. Um, so yeah, I think there's a part of me that's a bit like, uh, you know, let me let me just seek what my God says about who I am first. Mm. You you spoke about like the origins of feminism because it almost seems like if we look into the classic historical first wave, second wave, mm. third wave, and then today, 
feminine has almost kind of morphed into different things yeah um and that does make it quite unhel- unhelpful to to kind of where do i lay my hat because mm. i'm a first wave feminist i'm a mm. second wave feminist mm. and then mm. when you tell someone you're a feminist they don't think well she's well i'm just the first wave you know i was all about i don't know yeah, yeah i'm just about the abolition of slavery i was just about correcting oppressive um conditions like as Definitely. opposed to what it is now or what it is perceived now to be as sexual liberation or what what have you mm. um and do you, do you think that's why it's hard for you to yeah because the feminist movement of each time speaks to the issues of that time mm-hmm. so it's like supposed to be a progression what issues are women facing how are we being oppressed in this time that time the other mm. i think um at the time of the first wave the current issue was we're not being recognized that people that are upholding this community were not being recognized as citizens you know um the suffragettes and how they served their country when the men were away at war, you know, the men come back and they realize they, they completely dismiss the fact that they've supported their men this way. And so women fighting for their rights, fighting for their place in society was the issue that women were dealing with. They weren't thinking about the sexual liberation that would then come like years later. So yeah, I think um, each wave speaks to the issues and women were facing at that time and what way that they were significantly being oppressed. So, um, you know, what women in the first wave suffrage movement were dealing with would very much differ from the issues that um, women were dealing with at the time of the sexual liberation. And even now, like, women can vote, but in what other ways are they being oppressed? So, yeah, it's just, it's very weighty. It contains so many different, it's very nuanced, like the different issues that women deal with. And Yeah, yeah. I agree with it, Daniela. I think feminism asks as really valid questions, you know, mm-hmm. like they've, it tackles like, um, issues of our time it's just whether the the solutions that they're providing are, are are biblical like if we're looking at it from a christian standpoint are they biblical and th- that's why i personally don't ascribe to the term feminism because i i think that um ascribing to biblical ethics and having a biblical worldview provides the answer to the questions that feminism asks and so when a, a person adds feminism to Christianity and says, I'm a fem, I'm a Christian feminist. Mm. It's for me, I feel like there's the implication that Christianity as a whole isn't, isn't sufficient. Yeah, sufficient. Yeah. It's sufficient to answer those questions. Mm. So that's why I personally, um, although I very much ascribe to, um, trying to tackle the questions that feminism asks, if I was to be asked whether I'm a feminist, I wouldn't want to, mm-hmm. um, associate myself with, with what feminism is. Yeah. Can I just say that <clears throat> I agree completely with what Josh Bed is saying. Mm. Like I think a lot of the time the church responds in a, like not in rebuttal, but we kinda be like, Okay, there is you know, we thank God for his common grace that um feminists are even able to speak on significant like issues that women face um in society and perhaps it doesn't come up on our radar as a church that you know, actually, you know, these are conversations we need to have. Mm-hmm. Obviously, separating the, you know, the other parts of the feminist movement that don't coincide with biblical principle, but actually saying, you know, there's a need to have discussions on what women's sexuality looks like, mm. you know, as a Christian, or or are there ways in which we are oppressing women? We are taking away their rights in some ways because, you know, the church is capable of injustice you know, misogyny does exist in the church. All of these are things we do have to deal with. So mm-hmm. um, there's there's things we can take from the feminist movement and I think we can 
revise them and feel like okay what does the scripture say about this issue Mm. what does god say about this issue but the feminist movement is able to i think raise significant and significant points about what women's oppression looks like in this day and in this in this time so there's there's some merits to it but i wouldn't yeah i wouldn't go whole hog and say i'm a feminist because there's it's a fish with too many bones Mm. Mm. (laughs) what mary was saying about um the definition and what and the implications of how we define feminism is important because you know what does it mean what do what do women's rights mean Uh and what does equality of the sexes mean um and i think you know when we when we try when we pick at, at those things like we often end up in completely diverging mm, yeah. places. And that, that for me is problematic as a Christian because, you know, men, men and women are equal, but then they're not the same. Mm. So, yeah. Mm, I guess I'll talk it small, small. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but how do you think race plays into feminism? Because I was in research and there's definitely um, intersectionality, which was something that was coined by Dr. Kimberly Crenshaw, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and what do you guys think about that? And it, there was a, a random discussion I had recently about Monique versus Netflix and the whole idea that she Gosh. felt like she was Mad. gender and race Mad. discriminated Mad. against. Mad. Um, so yeah, so do you think race does play into feminism? Huge. 100. <laughs> okay. 29%. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like for, for me, and especially in the industry that I'm in, um, and I'm sure you guys can attest to this as well, uh, it, it was it's so weird because I, I only ha- I don't have to look far. The only place I can really look to, I mean, first reference is my mum, mm-hmm. um, my own mother. And seeing how, you know, uh, her being uh, an immigrant in, in this country, um, how she was uh, received, uh, not just as a woman, but also as an African woman, as a black woman. Um, it's very interesting because I, I guess being first generation, I didn't necessarily notice those things mm. of her because you know it's, it's 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 your makeup there's you know and unless someone i guess pulls those things up and addresses that i'm just you know i'm just a woman you know mm-hmm. um so sorry guys you're gonna get a lot of different voices from me anyway um <laughs> uh and it was only until i started uh pursuing this career that i am now and going for you know auditions and, and such and such and then also looking at the references and, and how society views me on tv or, you know, on stage, um, that was a real moment where I did realize I'm not just dealing with um, uh, sexism in my industry, but also with um, racism in certain aspects. So I think it plays a huge part in, even when Daniela was talking about uh, the suffragettes and and women's rights and voting, black women weren't really a part of that Mm -hmm. for a while. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... Say again. Mm-hmm. They weren't invited to the. They they they, <laughs> they weren't even memo. in you know they weren't <laughs> even in the, they weren't even on the bench yeah. like so I think it it says a lot you know when you think of people like Sojourner Truth um, who has the uh, you know famous yeah. Ain't I a Woman speech mm-hmm. um, Fannie Lou Hamer who mm-hmm. um, is being a you know Black History Month right now in America like all these women who really had to push through um, because ain't nobody else doing it mm-hmm. um, those women who you know are being talked about today who had the gall and the the boldness to really stand up and say i'm sorry um what about me yeah mm. literally like am i not am i not a woman am i not mm. a human yeah so I, I think intersectionality tries to deal with like marginalization so if you think of uh, a white woman she, even though she may be disadvantaged in terms of her gender she's privileged 
that word by her her race right uh, where a black man he's 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 benefiting from his gender by then he's he's being disadvantaged by his race but mm-hmm. a black woman is doubly disadvantaged yeah. so they would say anyway it's the fact that she's a there's no positive for her and that that extra part of her race is something that classic feminism may not be trying to deal with mm-hmm. and i think from that's their kind of the argument that they try to posit anyway White feminism. what did i say Classic. Sorry, <laughs> Danielle is dangerous. <laughs> Come on, listen. She's saying a word though. I'm just, I'm just saying what we know is to be like. No, because we have to understand that certain movements were began were pushed by a particular demographic of people who don't have the cultural experience, the cultural capital to know that okay, my black sister is not being affected in the exact same way I am, mm. and so and I mean fight for the rights of your people 100% but you don't forget the other people that you're fighting for mm-hmm. and intersectionality does definitely um, try and deal with that the issues that a woman um, living in a rural part of Botswana is dealing with mm-hmm. is not the same issues that a woman working in the city in London is dealing with you know but feminism is not meant to leave out that other woman it's supposed to be all inclusive I mean, I'm fighting for you as well as myself and when you, fo- you focus on issues that only affect a certain demographic a certain um, group of people then you you miss the whole point it's supposed to be for the the equality and the the furtherance of all women mm. holistically you know holistically yeah. exactly so what do you think dr red so <laughs> <laughs> but you have to sigh before you talk oh honestly so so when i when i was preparing for for this question i tried to look at um christian critique of intersectionality and i can't lie to you like i was really in my feelings <laughs> like you woman I, you oh, honestly like and i was i was listening to what they were saying and i was just like like where like where's the compassion and even some of the like the terminology that was used like so i heard things like you know some section some sections of society shouldn't be blamed for everyone's problems i heard things like perceived oppression Whoa, and, wow. and and i honestly and the reason why it bothered me is because i i really do feel like all sorts of caveats were made um but you shouldn't but the offense was still there mm-hmm. and i and i think there has to be a, with these conversations there has to be a there has to be a real sense of wanting to carry each other's burdens as mm. Christians. There has to be a real sense of compassion. You know, compassion is to suffer with. And, you know, what what, what it means to carry someone's burdens is, is to feel the weight of their pain and of, of the burden that they're carrying. And I really did feel like that was lacking in the kind of criticisms that, that I heard. And fair enough, uh, you know, a lot of disclaimers and caveats were made as to, you know, people aren't trying to... Um, say that oppression doesn't exist and all these kind of things but yeah but with intersectionalities i know you said that it seems like there's a, there's a lack of compassion from yeah christian critique yeah. depending on who's critiquing um i think i think maybe they would suggest that there's a sense of who is the biggest victim with intersectionality yeah, and so, and sorry so, yeah. <laughs> hands just flew up boy. Yeah, but so, like for example um okay they'll say okay black people have, have suffered from from um racism. slavery racism it's, it's a present day issue mm-hmm. Um, the LB- LGBT movement has suffered from constantly being maligned mm-hmm. and, and, and being blocked mm-hmm. certain privileges. Mm-hmm. And then they can begin to just include a prefer of other different yeah. marginalized yeah. groups. Mm-hmm. And so the, the end of it yeah. isn't, yeah, so disabled, yeah. for example. Mm-hmm. So the end of it isn't 
redemptive yeah it's more just okay that's your pain we see yeah. your pain yeah you guys you know you guys are going through it you yeah. know we have to but what's the end of that and so, i think from a christian critique the whole worldview is that there has to be a, an offering that links itself to the gospel yeah. yeah um and so yeah in my in my in my in my thinking through intersectionality and dealing with the criticism and stuff i <laughs> i sent a message to a couple of of my friends and i was just like guys do you know any black scholars that have dealt with intersectionality and like i was racking my brains i was going on google i was just like give me something and i had to think it through and think okay joshua maybe you are also part of the problem in the sense mm. that the the bible doesn't prescribe what who should carry like who should carry a burden burden other than them being a christian and so in that sense Mm -hmm. i do agree with the fact that you know as much as it's it's beautiful to be able to um be with my sister and be discussing difficulties that we have and know that she she says i i hear you and i understand you and she really does mean that because she she understands my struggle um but that doesn't mean that my my white sister can't say Mm-hmm. can't speak into my situation give me hope right. yeah preach the gospel to me encourage mm-hmm. me and i feel like if we if we say that my white sister can't do that then we miss we miss the gospel 100%. like we look at um david who is running from absalom and we get so much comfort from a psalm like psalm 3 mm-hmm. you know i lay down my head and the lord s- and slept and the lord sustained mm-hmm. me and that mm-hmm. brings people so much comfort mm-hmm. but David's situation and the way place that he wrote that in is completely different to my to my context. Yeah. yeah, but I'm still able to gain so much hope from yeah. that, and that's what it means to be a Christian, honestly, isn't it? That you know I can be lamenting and speaking about my pain to to my brother, to my white brother, and he's able to o- offer the gospel to me, mm. and and I think with with these, and I get what they're saying about about victim mentality that as much as as much as as much as we are affected by our pain we do have to look at the privileges that the lord has afforded us has afforded someone and say that those privileges mean nothing when we're standing in front of a holy god do you know what i mean and Indeed, and yeah like we my my white sister may have grown up in enough affluent area and have been afforded all these things that i don't have but when it comes down to it like those things are not going to purchase her soul. Do you know what I mean? They're, those yeah. things are not going to mean anything in front of the Lord. And mm-hmm. I think when we we are in these contexts, like us as black people have to, like, have to remember that. And I think holding on to, maybe even holding on to is, is, is the wrong word to, to, to use. But I think when we, we forget, when we forget who we are in Christ, we see we see our disadvantages before we see anything else. And so when we're in those situations where we are marginalized and we're oppressed, those are the things that we focus on. So we, 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 we feel our otherness and we forget that we're all the same at the foot of the cross. Um, And so, yeah, as much as I, like I felt the pain of, of hearing um, my, my white brothers and sisters, you know, critique, intersectionality and and it almost felt like they were um making making the pain that black women suffer smaller than it is and even that may not have been their intention um it doesn't it mean doesn't mean that they can't offer they can't offer me hope um so yeah 
yeah, in, t- in, in some, that was my <laughs> experience of dealing with intersectionality. Mm-hmm. Daniela had her hand up. I feel like um, there's a game we like to play in this current day and age is who suffers most. Mm. And mm. we never like to acknowledge our privilege in different situations because that makes us look as if we're complicit to a problem. And um, one thing I was just thinking what Joshua was saying is like, and I think she expressed that beautifully, but I think the issues that I I would face as a black woman, though I can find comfort in, um, in a movement that is supported by my white sisters and there, there is comfort in, in, you know, they can comfort me in the issues I'm dealing with. I think there have been situations where I've confessed a situation, confessed something I've gone through to a sister who didn't have the same skin color as I did. And because their cultural experiences are different, there's been almost a dismissal Mm. of my issues. And that's never comfortable. Mm. And it isn't come from a place of, I am intentionally trying to dismiss you or I'm trying to be malicious. It simply comes, I can't see it. Mm. And I think that's why intersectionality is important because it addresses the fact that there are blind spots. Mm. And it mean, it just, it, it says, do you know what? I don't have the exact same experiences as you. We both suffer. Our suffering looks a bit different. Um, and I'm understanding that the issues you faced are twofold mm. because race is an issue as well. Um, and so my issue with the way the way intersectionality is being spoken of is that it doesn't, I feel like it almost, um, it, it it's, it's an issue of erasure, isn't it? Like I'm not completely saying that a white sister can't comfort me. Like, and I, I, I will reiterate that, but it's understanding that my issue is, is not doesn't look exactly the same as yours it's not a mm. oh i suffer more than you situation it's just saying the way my suffering looks or the way i've been oppressed looks different and i think there's a need for us to actually exercise compassion and be like you know what i don't understand what that feels like exactly but i offer i i do i do sympath sympathize with you sorry mm. so or even just that willingness to to learn to learn mm-hmm. exactly to listen because there'll yeah. be times where we ourselves you know, will not be able to express what it is we're feeling. Or, you know, if there's a particular situation, for example, uh, I went through a particular situation uh, last year and I didn't necessarily realize what was happening until much, much later. And I honestly couldn't speak to anyone uh, about it because there wasn't really anyone, you know, close by who I felt would understand. I think I I did approach uh, one uh, lovely woman um, who's not a believer, um, but just in in the topic of her, you know, being of the same race as me, um, I felt that she would get exactly where I was coming from. And she was really shocked at what happened. And I think for me, you know, just touching on what uh, both ladies were saying, it's that real compassion to to listen. Yeah. You know, I think we're very quick to just, um, and, you know, forgive me, you know, if I, if I sound a bit for for it or whatever, but just that sense of, you know, we just need to apply the gospel and just, you know, we're just going to mm. spread it all over mm. everything. It's like, you know, I we can't believe suffer. it's not butter. Come we on. all yeah, suffer. Come on, just give yeah. them the gospel and yeah. then we, we can move on. They're like, if, if that was the case, then Christ wouldn't have needed to just chill with us for a solid three years, you know, 33 mm. years on this, you know, there was a real walking through, there was a real time that he spent um, with people. Mm. And I think that's, you know, that's the, you know, every, every way you see in scripture of, um, Christ, uh, you know, approaching women and acknowledging them. Firstly, he acknowledged them. Mm. 
He acknowledged their pain. He acknowledged, like, I see you and I see your suffering. And I, I, I acknowledge that, firstly. And I think sometimes it just takes that to just acknowledge me. Just, I, I'm, I'm not asking you to give me an answer. I'm not asking you to give me the cure, quote unquote. I just want you to just see me, firstly, and then we can move on from there. And, th- and, and I feel that there needs to be a real sense of walking with that person, yeah. um, especially as believers. Um, I find that there are times where, you know, I can... Um, just off what Daniel was saying, like, you know, you, you, you're open, you're being vulnerable about a particular situation and who you are and, and the things that you're trying to navigate through as a believer. And you just kind of, you know, you, you take two steps to someone and they just kind of go, okay, cool. I just need to do this thing. You're, you're good, right? You got, you got Jesus. You're yeah, yeah. All right. Peace. And you're, you know, your wound, everything's open. You're just sort of, you know, exposed and not really knowing where to go from here. How do I, how do I, how do I carry this burden? This is a really heavy weight mm-hmm. to bear, you know? Um, so yeah, I think compassion and just a real um, walking with and bearing with as we're called to. Mm. Yeah. I think um, when, when, you, when you look into feminism, there's the, the word called patriarchy. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to know what you guys think about patriarchy. I, 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 so I defined it, well, at the definition I found it, found said a cultural system in which men exercise unilateral authority over their households and generally over society um and yeah so what do you guys think of the word patriarchy i just dropped it like that (laughs) (laughs) the p bomb Um, i think well you can disagree with my definition by the way you see this is something i don't feel 100 percent like i'm still kind of fleshing out my opinion on Mm. this on this issue but I think by virtue of the fact that of, of the fact that we suffered the fall and every system, everything has become damaged, sinful. Um, where men are unilaterally having power and an authority over their households and government and all of these things, because these are fallen, corrupted men, um, it's not. They're not dealing with compassion. They're not dealing with compassion, a desire to protect, a desire to uplift. It's. Um, I'm not trying to blanket blanket statement, but you know, <laughs> I get what you're saying. Um, it's this power as being oppressive, very oppressive, to the point where every human experience is looked at through the the lens of a man, forgetting there's a complete other sex gender of human being who experiences and who's ha- learned how has to learn how to navigate that system and play things the way a man you know, view think views things and that is very oppressive, you know, going through that your whole so I think patriarchy in theory, uh it just it it can it can um ignore a whole a whole other way of viewing things. <laughs> Even as I said that I'm shaking. But can can there can there can there be can there be I am just gonna fire a question at you. Can there be good patriarchy? And can they be toxic? System. Like, yeah, can they be like to- one that's like tainted and toxic, obviously, as a result of fall, sin, etc. And can they be like, okay, this is actually yeah? Because when I look at the definition, can you men. Definition? Okay, so the definition I found, yeah. People you know, can- yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's like me, though. Like, found, isn't it? <laughs> People can tell me that they don't agree with it, but a cultural system in which men exercise unilateral authority over their households and generally over society. I'm sorry, but I think that's God's ideal for the world. Um, you can argue with me, but biblically, I think you're gonna have to agree as well. Mm-hmm. Of course, sinful men may, and probably you know, feminists could argue have used that as a way to dominate, dominate right. oppress, so forth. But I think if we're looking at the classic word itself, 
Where'd you get this definition from? <laughs> Don't watch that in it. <laughs> <laughs> <What's your> <laughs> <reference>? <laughs> what what do you think feminist feminists would, would posit another word what another definition for for patriarchy? I think that's pretty will be pretty consistent with the way But, but then they have an issue with men yeah. leading. Exactly. Yeah. And submission. Yeah. And the re- like what, what what made me like what made me grip my teeth, I guess, in that definition is the unilateral part. So you don't um, think men should lead their households unilaterally? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> no one's trying to shoot you. Whoa, under the bus. Can under I, the bus. Am I allowed bus. to land my plane? I'm oh, sorry, sorry, land, land, land. I know you're <laughs> flying. <laughs> you're flying, but uh, the flight worry. control's waving the stick. You need to descend <laughs> soon, innit? Let me not shake the table when I say this. <laughs> wow. But um, I think unilateral, it almost implies like women play. And I guess they play a passive role in 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 the running of the household is the male the male will play the dominant role but the i think what's important to know is that they are still considered and i feel like unilateral almost it doesn't take into consideration that a woman like in in a man you know leading his household he's mm-hmm. not doing so um with no consideration to how his decisions affect the people in his household he's taking that on as someone who's called, called to carry his house or to support them to right. love them to mm-hmm. nurture and care after them and so that, that might be a connotation thing though yeah that, that is, Cause, that is cause i know i know patriarchy because i know patriarchy yeah. has negative connotations exactly when people sure. say patriarchy i know even I've, there's been times um in a local church i go to where there's like a hymn that says patriarchal and people are like well feminine well the feminist in me or feminism are like patriarchy ah! mm. whereas it has negative connotations yeah the that's the world that's done that um josh what I, do you think yeah i think it's because the world views that negatively men um, yeah that's yeah, the thing so it's, it's, it's viewed as a ne- as a negative thing for men to lead yeah but that's what do you think that's natural yeah the out, the out what do you mean <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean what do you mean that's natural um it's natural because what what we're seeing around us is a patriarchy that is the result of the fall. Men are not leading. And Perfectly. Ca- okay, not, I get what you Do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. you're looking at the way patriarchy is done, looking at the fact that women have been oppressed for years, millennia, and you're like, no, yeah, I'm going to say it, millennia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, for, it wasn't last year that Come we, on. you know. <laughs> South London. That we got the memo that we were being oppressed. Like, we've never been oppressed since the dawn of time. And so you're going to see a patriarchal system that is like that is affected by sin and so women but because feminists don't have don't don't aren't looking at it that way mm. they would they would just condemn the whole system this system doesn't favor us this system doesn't take us into consideration but if we were to do patriarchy the way the bible sets it out the way the lord had intended it we wouldn't be looking at what we have now so just read sarah <laughs> i mean Mm. Correct me if I'm wrong as well, guys, because, hey, again, I'm new. Um, you don't have to look far in scripture to see, like, bad patriarchy. Mm-hmm. Genesis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me. Um, the minute, I mean, first, Genesis 1, 6, you know, when, he's, when, you, when God says, you know, let, let us make man his own image, you know, awesome, right? Boom. You already see that there's, there's a, a level playing field, right? Obviously, Adam was made first, so therefore he is first mm-hmm. right he was given that instruction right at tip we know how the story goes now when the word uh um dominion is used right that is over creation created mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. it is never used in reference to okay you'll have dominion over this woman right at tip, right so the fact that when i hear about patriarchy obviously in the way that it's it's been tainted and completely just Presented. corrupt now yeah i i think of that word 
Okay. I think of people. Uh, I think of man that is trying to to had from the fall dom to have dominion and vice versa and seeing women responding in that sense of no no I will I will therefore try and fight that and there's that constant you know as 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 God said you know you your your desire, desire will always be, be for your, your husband. husband yeah and it's funny because people always think that the desire thing is is sexual. a sexual thing which is because <laughs> the same the same word is used um, mm. in reference to Cain come on see Bible, you know, sin is, see Bible sin, breaker it's, desi- <laughs> it's desirous to have it's you desire to have yes. you to control you to consume you come on yeah. um. And so that imbalance is there, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that constant war between the sexes, essentially. From day dot. You know? Women feel oppressed because... And and like you said, like the, from you go to Genesis, you see an example of a, of a failed patriarchy. Adam failed to protect, preserve, sure. instruct, you know, his wife. Mm. He was given the commandments, and I'm sure he told Eve, but... Oh, I'm not that she's a child that needs to be constantly monitored, sure. but there was obviously something. And the fact that um, the Lord said to him, you know, what's going on, essentially. And he's like, is it not the woman you, you gave to me? Completely. Like, he's, he's ready, ready to be like... Completely. He, he was called. Man. He was called when God came. He said, Adam, you know? where are you? Not Eve. Like, well, go on. He's failed to do his job. Completely. So, so you're saying that, of course, that in sinful world we're living... God's ideal or design for the world has been marred in some sense, but mm-hmm. classically, that is how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Okay, so we're, I think we're all on the same page here. Yeah, yeah just I'm shaking. Yeah, it's. <laughs> you know what? No, it, I think I think for us is that in in of course with believers with with Christian men who are who are aware of the scriptures, the way they will model this for their families and their households will be completely different. Like the way a man will revert to his wife, the way a man will revert to his daughter, you know, will be completely different. But of course we are aware of the fact that sinful men can now use this to, as a way to like dominate their wives or dominate women mm. in society. But historically it's for, it, it is God's design, isn't it? Mm-hmm. In a way that's complimentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, I guess, I guess that's the problem that they think that the, the answer to, to, to the sin that has, tainted patriarchy is equality mm. but, but then even the way we define equality it's you know we're, we're worthy of dignity it, it, both made in it, um the image of god mm. both equal in the sight of god yeah. but our roles are different, different exactly and, and i think and what i mean by equality is the quality of role mm. In a way that doesn't make a woman inferior to a man, mm-hmm. in a way that a man doesn't make a man inferior yeah. to his mm-hmm. wife. It's just yeah. different roles. Yeah. Um, it's semantics. So do you guys think you can be a Christian and a feminist? And can men be feminists as well? <laughs> um, I think Christians can be feminists if, they, if, they, um, if they're careful to qualify by what they mean by feminist. So what aspect of feminism what can you take away what can you positively take away from feminism and say christ advocates for these things Mm. so i can confidently say that christ advocates for um for the fervence of women he doesn't want women to be oppressed that's not that's bad patriarchy i can say that um christ's christ's um owns my sexuality and Christ does not want me to be oppressed in any area of my life to so be my sexuality it'll be in the workplace you know this is not something because and <laughs> because <laughs> sin oppresses sin, sin oppresses everyone man and women but at the same time 
again, like it's an issue of semantics and the connotations that we associate with words, like, oh, that's an issue of pragmatics actually, not semantics. But um, yeah, the, the, the associations we make with certain words, if I call myself a feminist, I know what that conjures in people's minds. Mm. And I'm, I want to be careful to say, you know, we've given these, these, these principles a title um, because of because the secularists are pushing it, but some of these principles are are biblical. Some of these principles are biblical. Some mm. I say some. Yes, could you say some? Anybody say comes to shoot me. I say some. <laughs> um, but like I said before, feminism is a fish with too many bones. So I'd rather have meat instead. No, but but the thing about <laughs> but the thing about it is because you said that 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 feminism has some biblical principles and so forth. So my response Congress, to that. Yeah is why do we need it then yeah. so, so, the, so the classic the classic analogy i had in my head when i was reading through just some of these things was almost like someone came up to me and said oh next week you know we're starting this organization we're going to meet once a week and we're going to worship god and we might have a sermon and you know we might collect offering and you know afterwards we can fellowship you know and it's a new thing and i'll be like bruv that's church <laughs> like mm. <laughs> it's like if someone yeah. said that to me and said no you know it's, it's no it's church like so it's like why do we need it exactly and that's the, for me that's the problem that i've had with with being labeled a feminist like you know why if i want my women to thrive and flourish and succeed and not be not be oppressed why why is that not christian why is that why does do i have to be a fifth a christian feminist to do to want that to mm, do that mm. is that not what it means to be a christian and which is why you know if a man isn't for the flourishing and development and growth of a woman is he is, is he, he being biblical mm. are you do you know what i mean are you are you, are you following christ as you should so i just yeah i i, I think particularly as it pertains to um speaking to speaking to unbelievers like i think we have to be conscious of um of the of the faith that we we hold to are we are we yes. saying that christianity is not sufficient to answer the questions that yeah that, the, that society presents to us like it is you know what what it means to be a christian should mean that we are tackling these issues so yeah i i, I find it problematic i think if if as a man you're not for the the eradication of oppression of women like are you not are you not reading your bible like do you right. know what i mean i just yeah so. and i'll go back to my, the point i made at the beginning like it's so sad that we're seeing all of these articles come out about what it means to be a woman in the church how we should have a healthy view of what you know we're talking about complementarianism and how to have a healthy view of women's roles and the different gender roles in marriage and female sexuality and how we're supposed to view this um with a with a biblical perspective and we're only starting to have or actually i don't know if that's fair because i didn't i wasn't checking for these things before the all of these stuff blew up like mm -hmm. but it seems like we're only starting to have these conversations because you know as a pushback towards criticisms from the secular world like mm. the church doesn't account for this. The church doesn't account for this. Or there's so there's so many defunct um, ideologies still present in the church. Misogyny is rampant in the church, mm. and so that's why we're having these discussions and having to having to say actually no, the Bible does advocate for um, the eradication of the oppression of women. Mm. Um, actually, the Bible does speak about female sexuality in this way. This is not something. These are not conversations we were really pushing until we said until we realize that the secularists are trying to shut the church up and say, actually, you guys aren't 
dealing with these issues yeah. and so that's why i feel like there has there has been merit in people saying i'm a christian feminist or saying i'm a feminist but mm. because the church wasn't going out of its way to speak on these issues and so a lot of people were turning to secular sources mm. and having to pick out the bones and be like but the church let's say that served us that same plate without the bones mm. you get what i'm saying so mm. i feel like depending on what you what you define that to be though what do you mean so for example like if you if you um let's say you, you grew up in a church and you've been presented with um the biblical view of men's roles women's roles and so forth you know you, you've read the scriptures you, you know what um the responsibility for each gender is and how the church is supposed to run and so forth you may have an issue with some of these things for example submission you may read a scripture like i think it's first corinthians 14 where it says let women be silent in the church mm. you may read you know you may read all these passages and say Wah, why is there no books written by women you know like you might begin to think oh maybe the church itself is is oppressive maybe the church itself is is um is damaging to the woman and, mm. he, and then you might think okay jesus wasn't because jesus was very you know he was for women mm. so so in, in in light of that you may actually create a a, a worldview that says that there's some things about the church something's about the bible something's about christianity that is oppressive so i need to adopt feministic offerings to improve my my view of everything so and, and so i think of course we can say that we know that the bible itself and christianity and the gospel is sufficient in dealing with mm-hmm. feminism and and the, the struggles people have but some people may still take an issue with that so people some people may not like god's design some people may say no patriarchy is wrong <laughs> He didn't is loud. He wants to jump on the mic. Just got a word. I hear you, girl. Like, yeah, and I think that's something to to deal with as well. Because I spoke yeah. to people and I said, "Bruv, um, feminism. Why do we need feminism if you've got Christianity?" And then we'll, we'll almost agree to an extent, and then we will begin to to separate. And that separation needs to be dealt with because a lot of times it's actually the parts where we disagree is the parts where they take issues with with the word of God. Completely. I think as well, um, I remember hearing this said, I think it was by Uncle Ravi, um, whatever you adopt, you, you're, de- it, let me try and rephrase this. If you adopt something, you're denying something else. So I think in, in, in saying that it's true, I think there's, let me tread softly, but there, I feel like there are parts of, if we are adopt, if we are adopting, uh, certain aspects within, um, feminism mm-hmm. then what we're saying is as uh joseph was saying there are certain aspects of christianity that aren't enough or, or, or aren't um providing us with uh uh sobering answers so mm-hmm. so I, f- I feel i don't know just to clarify what mm. i meant um i'm not saying that um the church didn't have answers for these things as opposed to those those weren't those weren't being spoken of with the same gravity that they need to be spoken spoken of it's either taken for granted or we all know that you know women have a sexuality Mm. like we all knew that why do we have to speak about that and it's like no there's a lot of as there's a lot of practices in the church which aren't biblical which are cultural Mm-hmm. Our cultural, mm. which we've adopted and which we've perpetuated, mm. and we've said these are biblical, right? And they have been oppressive, mm. and it's like no, we don't all know women have a sexuality, or that's not what we're seeing. We don't all know that 
women are viewed equally to men. We, we say it, but because of our cultural, because of our sinful cultures, we haven't practiced that. Mm. And so that's why I say, um, not that we have to borrow um, principles from feminists, um, from feminist circles, but more so they, they attack the church and then we're all like, wait, we know that what you're, what you're attacking isn't true. The Bible actually says this, what you're attacking is a culture. And so we need to have those discussions and be like, anything that you thought was Bible, but really it was your culture, you need to check that. Right. Sometimes it's culture, sometimes it's just antithetical to the Bible. Sometimes it's just antithetical So like to se- the, the sexual liberation that the second or third wave second, of feminism, second wave. second wave put through, Christians can't be like the Bible. No, it doesn't. Like 100% it doesn't. So mm. there's some parts where we have to be like, respectively, we just can't, we can't but there's But there's, there was, there there. There was, I know Mary's looking at me like- No, I'm listening, I'm, I'm actually listening. <laughs> um, the sexual liberation obviously was trying to- what, was the, what, what would you say the sexual liberation was? I haven't brushed up on my feminist, <laughs> you know, my um, I think feminist was... discourse, but it's, yeah, it's um, primarily saying that uh, women are not afforded the same freedom um, that men have with regards to sexuality. Um, trying to move away from this, um, um, try, um, from to polyamorous or um, sexually fluid um, relationships, sexuality, to not view things very in a very um, staunch way, like mm-hmm. a very stagnant, staunch way. And and women women are not viewed as equal mm-hmm. as to men. The way men are able to perform their sexuality and to perform their their yeah to perform their sexuality. So trying to push against that, but it did it did. Um, awaken people's minds to the idea that okay women aren't these cardboards cardboard boxes with no feelings and no emotions they they also have sexual agency Mm. the same way men do they do have desires and a lot of these things are to kind of dehumanize women essentially um and so there was there was there's merits there's merit like i get like i said feminism is a fish with too many bones like, so you're saying there's merit in that there's but some you can't go all deep inside the, there's some principles <laughs> but you couldn't go all the way to the end and say yeah no, women, I you can be sexually moral now. i can't right. take this further conclusions but i can pick things from it that the bible would advocate yeah. but just came from a feminist's right lips just yeah. uh yeah I yeah I hear what I hear what Dan, I hear what Daniela saying, yeah I hear what Daniela saying. I just think that just because a group of people are asking a question, and and the church is slow to re- respond to it, or doesn't doesn't mean that we ascribe we ascribe the label yeah, of, yeah, yeah. of a group that has has raised the question. It yeah. just takes the Christian to respond the Christians to respond to it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it requires us ascribing the label of those that have brought up the question and that's i guess that's my that's my gripe with it like i i i recognize the failings of the church to address these these questions quickly like but the church is made is made up of sinners i I, i'm not saying that to excuse excuse um the part that the church has played in 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 these problems and in the in the how it is it's perpetuated i don't i don't at all but i don't i don't know if the answer is Let's adopt mm-hmm. the title of those that are raising the question. It muddies the water yeah. sometimes. Mm. So I think most Christian feminists are trying to um, bring, like, offer 
I think, I think most Christian feminists are trying to be mindful of, of the issues that women face in today's society and also kind of combat that or respond to it with, with, with scripture, with Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, you've got the classic feminist, a uh, classic Christian feminist, someone like Sarah Bassey, who wrote mm-hmm. a book called Jesus Calling. Mm-hmm. No, Jesus Feminist, rather. Um, and in that whole book, she kind of shares her experience of how she, you know, she grew up in a church and there's a lot of things that were very oppressive and then she found out that Jesus is a feminist problematic um <laughs> arguably, <laughs> arguably um and, and she her whole aim is is to say that guys christianity is beautiful because christ was a feminist and he does offer the gospel um and i and i, I see issues with that because it's almost trying to take something from the world especially with a lot of negative connotations and try and redeem it it's like why don't you just offer the bible holy because when you say you're a feminist now now people are like okay so you are you for sexual liberation you for abortion because that that again is is something that historically feminists have tried have have brought through you know a lot of the ideas that people were saying in that time i'm i'm not not trying to misrepresent what feminism is because it it did have some good things but there were some things where women were saying that you know why are women the ones that are pregnant why don't we have any freedom why can men have you know multiple so forth and and abortion was something that that came through with the feminist movement and then you're seeing sin i can't just say i'm a feminist now because someone now think okay so that's what you're you subscribe to that yeah yeah i I, I definitely feel like the, the what's problematic in saying Jesus is a feminist is that it... So essentially, I think feminism from a Christian perspective would be just recognizing that man man and women are made in the image of God. Mm. And the Bible gives you that. And the, exactly, the Bible yeah. gives Sorry. you that. Mm. So Day. calling Boom. Jesus a feminist is like, why are you... Why are you you're, you're pushing an agenda onto the scriptures that feminism doesn't actually account for. Mm. It has, the premise of feminism does not recognize that men and women are made in the image of God. You know, that the, the feminism doesn't address the fact that doesn't view equality in the same way. There's so many different things. So, we, we qualify different terms differently. Feminists mm-hmm. do so differently to way, the way Christians do that you end up conflating certain terms and then it just becomes really messy. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't, that's why I have reservations of saying I'm a feminist. I am a Christian and a Christian a Christian would automatically, should automatically be for the the progression, the furtherance of both men and women as image bearers, mm-hmm. you know? So, and and how that looks, what that looks like is um, in, in our day-to-day relations and our workplaces and our relationships and stuff like that is informed by the scriptures. Mm. taking into consideration the fact that we are different but we are still equal mm. but secular feminism doesn't make those same and claims. i, I think it, just like joshua said his um before was that and and there's so many things to, to rebuff from feminism because feminism has this whole idea that men and women are equal as in the same mm. um so when we say actually there is a, a distinction in in roles that mm. has to be spoken about mm-hmm. um and, and so sameness to them is we can do the same thing so i so i remember listening to um reading a book called um why we should all be feminists by chimamanda, chimamanda my, yeah. my auntie <laughs> and one of the things she says oh, you do have that book hey we should give that book up. Well, maybe not actually <laughs> auntie's a bit wild in some statements <laughs> Um, and one of the things she said is she spoke about how men can have multiple sexual partners and they're almost seen as lafarios they're seen as you know 
really good guys or cool guys rather and a woman a woman is, is has multiple sexual partners and she's seen as a, a prostitute she's seen as loose so forth mm. and she said that that's patriarchy and and feminism offers to remedy that by giving um the reality that you're just like a man you're just mm. you can do the same things they can do about addressing the sin yeah, yeah. and it's like and also addressing yeah. the sexual what uh, we want to be equal to and yeah. yeah sort of you know how women are always you know constantly told like from a child there's a sense of shame that comes with that mm. so like just just what you were saying it, it's that's addressed in the book as well you know women are constantly taught you know you have to cross your legs have, there is a particular way you have to be yeah men aren't really taught that mm-hmm. uh you see like uh, i know for myself as a child like my brothers were just rampant you know i mean they had discipline obviously but there was a freedom that they could mm-hmm. explore and discover mm-hmm. um there was a wonder so uh, that was to, to be you know discovered in their masculinity femininity on the other hand it was like it was instilled yeah (laughs) in a way that was like if you are not this then we don't know what to call you like even now (laughs) today i love my mom um and obviously this is a culture for sure like i was getting ready i was getting dressed and and she you know all all moms uh, african moms anyway would comment on your attire and all this kind of and it was just interesting how you know she immediately went to you know the fact that i didn't iron my clothes <laughs> the fact that i didn't iron my clothes yeah, girl. it's you know only when it's necessary guys I'm yeah. i ain't got time for that man you know um it'll, it'll iron itself out and in, in, in during the day um and it was just the way she equated that to that's not ladylike mm-hmm. yeah. and therefore if it's not ladylike it won't you know you won't get a husband like it was it was just the way she had you know connected those dots but then obviously that's something that had been that has been uh Instilled in, instilled in her and that those are things that need to be dealt with because right. if we say that womanhood is essentially what you do and it's essentially what you wear it's essentially how you speak right that's that, that's not biblical womanhood mm-hmm. for sure that's for not. sure um just to say that again that's uh, what feminism deals with uh, but i was gonna say a, a damaged or a defunct patriarchy mm. Ooh. also affects men so say it again. Again, let me increase the gain on your mic. You, um, need, to, you need to break that wow, down. Wow. Okay. Me. So, um, the fact that you said your brothers were allowed to be to perform their their masculinity in a certain way, they're given the free roam, and but really, are they? Because there's a model of masculinity that they're sold that Very true. is that is cultural. It's not all. It's not. It's not necessarily like we know that there's biblical principles of what manhood li- look like. Uh, what manhood looks like, um, but then there's certain things that we just chuck in that you need to throw in the bin, and it it, it breeds a toxic masculinity. Definitely. Same for women as well. Yeah. Same exactly. But I'm just saying like it affects both of us. Mm-hmm. So when we're fighting for everybody recognizing that they're made in God's image and performing their respective, you know, performing in their respective genders the way the Lord would want us to, we know that there's certain things we need to throw in the bin because they're culturally... <laughs> yeah, you need to throw in the bin. <laughs> it's, it's culturally right. formed. You know, it's, yeah. it's a result of culture. So... Yeah. And I always have to say, I think a, a large part of it is is covetousness and wanting to sin the way Amanda mm-hmm. Like, being sexually promiscuous is not a good thing. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, and a large worthy. part of... of, of you know contraception and and abortion sad sadly is is it's wanting yeah is, want, is wanting to hide sexual promiscuity and so in saying in a in a in women saying you know i want to be i want to enjoy sexual liaisons the way a man does all you're saying is that you want you want to sin away a male away a man does and hmm. and not be held accountable for it the way 
a man isn't. But then having said that, the way that, you know, a man goes about his sexual promiscuity has affected society in such mm-hmm. such a, a, a harrowing way. Girl, we know. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We know. Yeah. You, so it, it seems like there has to be a, a robust kind of recovery of biblical womanhood or what it means to be a woman, what it means to be a man. Because I think that book, the one I read, and there's another one called uh, Dare Ijewale, which talks about like, she gives like 15 steps for the, her, someone who would ask her like how to be a feminist. And, and a lot of things she was, well, I, I saw a credence in some of the things she was saying in terms of to be a woman isn't to be this. And even though I would dis- disagree with where her conclusions went to, I think she does have a, she does have, she does say some things that are like, okay, I agree with that in a sense of, to be a woman isn't this. So to be a woman doesn't mean you're a good cook. You know, to be a woman doesn't mean that you can clean well. Like those are not those are not what it means to be a woman. And I think in our culture, if you're not any of these things, if you can't cook or if you can't clean or if you're not adept at doing certain things, then you're not a woman. It's like actually, the, the womanhood is a lot more robust than that. You know, it's yeah. it's just like that's not sufficient enough to say that's what womanhood is. And I think if that's what feminism tries to, well, it doesn't. To be honest, because biblically, that's not the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I see what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, there was an interesting article this week by Piers Morgan. The Grammys was last week. Um, and um, at the Grammys, there was a lot of people who were similar to the, um, was it the Oscars? Not the Oscars. Oh, there was another event anyway where they were wearing like Time's Up Me Too badges. Um, BAFTA? BAFTA. And... Um, at the Grammys, they were wearing like a Time's Up. I think they were wearing white roses and so forth. And then Piers Morgan essentially said it was the most hypocritical thing to do to try and champion women's right, yet listening to music or performing music that is so misogynistic. So it was more just, uh, do you think feminism speaks to that? Like in terms of the, the, the sense in which you can say Time's Up, Me Too, end of oppressive conditions and men who are in power and do these certain things, but the music you're producing and the art itself is... Misogynistic. Yes. The Grammys was a lot of lip, ser- lip service, like <laughs> 110%. Like, when you think about how many women won awards, number one, when you think about, um, what's that woman that performed? Um, oh, was Kesha? it Kesha? Kesha. Even when you think about her story mm-hmm. and the fact that the, the man that abused her is still getting royalty for her songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lip service. The whole, it's all lip service. It's all lip service. Wow. It, and that's not to negate how far society has come in being able to speak about this ish- these issues, but it also shows how far we have to go. Um, you know, when people are winning awards for songs that, you know, completely rubbish women, you just think like- I love this rubbish, Honestly, to completely just trash them up. You just think, it's 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 just yeah it's just all it's all for the sake of publicity Mm. this is you know um speaking about women's issues is is the thing of the time exactly and so we have to show that we support it just so that we can get people to come and and watch our show it's yeah I don't I don't like Piers Morgan (laughs) (laughs) wow (laughs) for the record on the record and say that um if you're listening to the podcast Piers like no hard feelings but (laughs) Black um, Bird does not agree with you. <laughs> you, need the, you need to be saved. You need the gospel. Uh, you need the gospel. Um, but I, I was fighting myself as I was listening to it because I don't want to agree with this man, but I did agree with a lot of the points he made. The hip hop industry, you know. Did you say hip hop? I meant to say hip hop, but I thought you guys wouldn't hear it. <laughs> the hip hop industry, um, 
and the like even my boy Kendrick like it I like I'm definitely I definitely feel like um I definitely feel kind of what's the word I'm looking for yeah it just it just hurts it just hurts knowing that um there are a lot of misogynistic there's a lot of misogyny in the hip-hop industry that we're kind of acts like we don't see mm. Mm. just because we want to support black people i'm just thinking about myself yeah. let me just be honest with you because the song's a jam and because the song's a jam because it's a vibe we're just like mm, mm. you're singing it and you just bleep out certain words and so, like oh i don't know if i agree with that but yeah like it, it, it definitely the fact that people like kendrick won awards and he it, he does have quite you know words that don't don't esteem women as of course he wouldn't because i don't think he's a christian but as image bearers but as bodies as things to be consumed you know um and it's 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 it went totally against this time's up movement you know this you know all of this movement this progression of um you know we're we're, we're all we're for the furtherance of every person now and it's it yeah it's it was a bit yeah it was a stunt me and um, me and joshua went to a concert the other day um and before the main act came on there was like a dj like playing the bangers of the moment and he kind of had like a hip-hop trap section and the songs that are like i was literally trying to listen to the lyrics and it's just so objectifying to women like the women are not women are not like commended for their minds or for you know their intellect everything is just their body everything is just sexual gratification and it was just it was harrowing i was literally like raw like these songs are crazy and you think of and we've spoken about in so many episodes about like art meeting reality you can't create this type of music and think it won't Mm -hmm. have any implications Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. the way you deal with women Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that is something that that definitely needs to be. And 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 to what um, Piers Morgan said, he, he's a hundred percent true. It's hypocritical to say we're for we're against Harvey Weinstein, we're against all these mm-hmm, men, definitely. and then you're producing the definitely. same music. Art reflects culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, what you're hearing and what you're seeing is is how society is today. Mm-hmm. But then what I'm what I'm so uh, intrigued by, I don't watch the Grammys, but what I find so interesting when I uh, when I read the article, what Piers was saying. There's a part of me that's like, okay, boo boo, but are you innocent of of you know? Have you ever objectified like I don't know obviously his history, mm-hmm. but then I think we're very quick to point the finger and say, oh but oh but look at those guys that you know they they're, they're doing X Y Z and something should be brought up about you know I think it's a real heart check for sure for all of us, um, especially you know whenever we go to obviously our parties and whatnot we hear the Afro beats we start jamming jamming jamming, mm. but who's listening to the lyrics? They're mm-hmm. talking about women in a very you know dehumanizing way mm-hmm. but where they're like oh but the beat's live and mm-hmm. everything else i think it's it's a challenge for all of us to really mm-hmm. again like and this is something that we're all going to be navigating through until our lord returns or mm-hmm. until we go to meet him because yeah like we're still being like all all of the the things that we have taken on from culture that are that are in us and that we carry are still being you know renewed, renewed our minds yeah. are being renewed every every single part of us but so i'm I'm intrigued as to, yeah, with the whole Weinstein situation and everything else, like when people, because there's a whole, uh, the whole Me Too campaign, and I think it was uh, Liam Neeson that had uh, put up a video basically saying, you know, like there's a whole witch hunt now of all the people who have um, sexually uh, harassed, you know, and people um, he was saying who were being falsely accused. So he was defending another um, actor uh, and basically saying, look, I know this guy, I can vouch for him, right at tear. And then all of a sudden people are on his back. I was think it it's- Aziz Ansari. Say is that his name? Aziz Ansari, is that his name? I th- I'm not sure. I'm not sure. one of the people that yeah. has been accused. Yeah. yeah. And I, j- I just think it just becomes the whole pointing, you know, we're just pointing the finger now. 
sorry there was a, a mood change in the room <laughs> um but yeah it's 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 interesting how how we're just very quick to uh jump on the bandwagon so to speak and start pointing fingers when we too you know he used without saying cast first stone like okay cool for you to say that but what about your own mm. self yeah. i think with with things like with things like hip-hop um hip-hop is a powerful beast um um political tool as well um, and it has so much capital in the black, not just the black community, I think worldwide. Yeah. And um, a lot of these rappers have so much power over how they shape thought. Um, like if you think about the, the popular thought of today, it's been so much shaped by African-American culture and how that's been, how that's been packaged to us in hip hop. And I think a lot of them need to recognize the platform they have. I'm sure Kendrick, has if I haven't watched his article, I haven't watched any articles he's done on it, and I haven't seen anything. But I'm sure he would, he would argue that he is um, a feminist, or he is for the furtherance of of women and so like that, or or a half of these rappers. But your li- your lyrics reflect that. And sure. but then and it's, it's like how 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 do you tell uh, I don't know a, a child that's like covered in mud? Okay, now you know go clean yourself. Like exactly it it's really tricky for someone like Kendrick, who I'm sure is, uh, I'm sure these rappers like respect their moms, love their mom. You know, when you hear all the like Tupac song, Dear Mama, I'm sure he has like high respect for his mom. But then when you see, you know, his music videos or how he talks about women, it's in practice, it's very different. And yeah. I think it's it's a tricky one to navigate, but then it's like asking a, um, a child who, um, you know, has been fed things from the world to now try and like teach them how to grow their own veg. It's like, it's it's just very, it's a very tricky thing to to see happen without, mm-hmm. you know, the, the work of the gospel, personally. Yeah. Do you know what as well, yeah? The reason why I itched when I read that Pierce or article is because I feel like people love to look at hip hop culture and look at it as the, epitome of a debased culture like this is the wickedest culture in the world look at the way they talk about women look at the way they talk about drugs look at the way... and i'm not denying that like those things aren't true these are these are they're forms of capital capital mm. in the uh the hip-hop community like how much women you get um the drugs you you take you know like it does glorify a lot of things that are wrong with culture but mm-hmm. i feel like when Piers was doing i was like you really are really going in. <laughs> but do, people but do, are but big do, Sean. Sure. People, but oh, you didn't bring oh, up. Yeah, we didn't bring up Rub and Thick though. Wow. Oh. Wow. I'm so I'm not making it a race issue, but I'm just saying. Do you know what I mean? Like, like people love to come for hip hop culture, and that's yeah. not. I don't want to defend it like it's my own child or something. But yeah. hip hop. I I, I I do like the good parts of hip hop culture. Um. So I do get a bit defensive when I think, but I have to I have to be honest and recognize that there are a lot of things wrong with what's being glorified in. Yeah. I think. Danny, I think the arguments you're you're making can be said about the church as well. You know, what are you like, saying about the church? No, I, I, no. <laughs> the body, you know, the body of Christ. <laughs> you know, that's Jesus's yeah, bride. Jesus's bride. Be um, careful how you talk about her. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> you better preach. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually But we also have to be. We have to be honest about the ways that the church has been complicit in mm. these issues. Let's go. Mm. Yo, you pre- you preaching? We, we mm. have to, we have to we have to put our hands up and say that the church has also covered up a lot of the oppression of women. Yeah. And I, you know, you know, and hip hop hip hop and the church are two very different things. Mm-hmm. Put that on record. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Underlined in bold. I get that, that angry email. Yeah. But <laughs> but um, I think. 
you know, our, our sense of wanting to protect the things that mm-hmm. we hold dear means that we often don't speak when atrocities are going on. Mm-hmm. Yes. And oftentimes it's for it's for the wrong thing. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, you think of all the women and all the men that have stayed quiet during all of these scandals because all of these things have been going on for for years mm-hmm. in yeah. these industries. And often it's, it's because of um, career advancement and political gain and all of these kind the of image. things. The um, image. But you know, we we for the sake of integrity, we have to be willing to say, my my me getting to the top is not worth all of these atrocities going on. And so when I say that, when I say that there are parallels to the church, I think we have to we have to be able to be honest about the fact that, you know, there are times that we have lacked integrity and in not mm. saying, you know, these structures in the church are not okay. These these things that are going on in the church are not okay for the sake of. You know the the world saying, looking at us and saying, "Oh, you too." Yeah. You know. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, I I think there was this week there was um there's a case in America. There's a guy called Larry Nasser, and um I think he was a a, a gymnast, like a a gymnast doctor or something like that, and um he's been found to have abused a lot of children. Um, I think it was over 150, what? and there was um there was a woman called Rachel Den Hollander. Yeah, who is a, a Christian and she was one of the, one of his victims and I think in the court she was able to make a statement. It's on YouTube. It's incredible. It's she speaks just about how redemptive uh, the gospel is and how you know forgiveness and, and sin and so forth. But she made a comment um, in an interview she had um, and it was quite harrowing. It's, it kind of follows the church too, kind of um, recent kind of things that we've seen in the news. But she said church is one of the least safe places to acknowledge abuse because the way it is can counseled is more often than not damaging to the victim there is an abhorrent lack of knowledge for the damage and devastation that sexual assault brings it is with deep regret i say the church is one of the worst places to go for help that's a hard thing to say because i'm a very conservative evangelical but that is the truth there are very very few who have ever found true help in the church Mm. um and this is this is someone who loves the gospel loves the church she she's a christian um but this is something she said and i just thought of like that is so hard to hear yeah. Very in terms painful. of just how sexual abuse or, or, or the treatment of women is, is handled. Mm. And I think there has to be a distinction between church discipline, wanting to investigate, wanting to interrogate, and actually this is a crime that mm-hmm. needs to, we need to bring authorities in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you guys think? Yeah, I agree. And, it, you know, in the article, she also says that, um, you know, the church has to be, you know, we're all, we, the church has covered up a lot of these things. Um, and has justified it by saying that, you know, we want we want the church to look <clears> a certain <throat> way to the world. But we also have to, to show the world that the church takes sin seriously. Yeah. We have to show the world that the Lord is just and that the body of, of Christ follows that that pattern of, of fighting for justice. Um, you know, we have to be willing to say that men are fallen and mm-hmm. this this is what it looks like mm-hmm. and it because sinners are in the church this is this is what it will look like but because because christ saves like this is how us redeeming the culture looks like as well yeah. um you know it, it was it was a really sad and and painful read but i think everything she i think what she had to say was true yeah um we have to we have to be people that are willing to say this is wrong and deal with the ramifications of that. Yeah. Um, the Lord, the you know, Christ will build His church. Exactly. And that will happen regardless of 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 the time of of the periods and and of what the of the atrocities that the church will have 
will have to deal with until he comes mm. but he will come and he will save his people mm. you know we the, the, we don't need to do that by covering up sin and i think that it's just an example of 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 people trying to do justice their own way yeah. rather than doing it god's way um it's it's terrible that a church can think mm, let's preserve our, preserve our witness by mm. covering up the sins of these people when it's a much more effective witness to say like joshua has said we there are fallen people in the church and the lord is redeeming us the lord is is changing us we have sinned we we will sin we will mess up but the lord is gracious to forgive us and that is something that can be that that's much easier to relate to i think someone in the world is much easier to see and be like do you know what they are recognizing the fact that this is this this is a this is an issue with man man sins but this is the work the lord is doing that you know we can still say these people despite their sin are still seeking help there is justice in the church you know justice is not a secular thing the lord is concerned for justice the lord is concerned for the victims of these um, victims of these people and it's it's just such a destructive witness to say let's deal with this internally let's cover it up you know we're not doing justice the lord's way knowing that we are and and we have an obligation like we we have a justice system that the lord has given us even though it's it is flawed but the lord has given us to as a way to govern these people mm. and we're answerable to that justice system as a reflection of his justice mm. you know for us to completely ignore that and be like, oh, then we'll do this. In when it's actually something that someone can go to prison for, mm. like, that's not your call. That's yeah. not your call at all. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, there are many issues, <laughs> you know, the fact that sadly, you know, you know, pastors have forced women to get, get abortions, you know. Right, boy. <laughs> you know, they're, yeah. The, li the list is, the list is, is, in, is long <laughs> of the, the things that the church is, has done at times to to cover up sin and even just you know women being feeling like if they 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 say that they have been abused whether it will you know it will be addressed and dealt with um whether they feel comfortable to say that you know if 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 a woman is to go and speak to her elder about about the atrocities that she suffered is is she going to be asked what she was wearing at the time do you know what I mean? Is she going to be asked where she was at the time? Is she going to be asked with whether she was alone? And I think we we are we're not um, we don't take into consideration like how those things, how that happening once can just affect affect so many other women who are, who face that afterwards. You know, mm. even hearing that just yeah. puts you on the defensive immediately, mm -hmm. which means there are so many so many women who are go coming in and, and out of the church with this burden with this load not feeling like if they say anything that it will be addressed um and even even um inappropriate behavior how that goes unchecked you know um it's just you know, <laughs> and, you know my eyes, oh, but you, you just, uh, yeah yeah we've spoken about a lot today um but we have to wrap up so is there any concluding thoughts wow. i'm gonna go around like that, you know. i'm gonna i'll go first and then we can kind of go around. i know right i, did, I just was like <laughs> um but yeah i'm gonna any concluding thoughts i'll go first i think in this whole discussion of feminism it's made me kind of realize that that the world does have genuine genuine concern so you, you speak to a lot of christian feminists and and they are definitely kind of discouraged by the world the way they're perceived in the world and, and and oppression and sexism and and all these things and i think i think we have to be 
patient we have to be those who listen to them and and we have something that we can offer them that is that deals with these things sufficiently and and i also think there has to be a recovery of 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 womanhood and what that means biblically and i think as, as we begin to do those things then we'll be able to 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 respond to the accusations that we get from the world whether it be feminism or whatever it is um what i've taken away from this is just that there's just a pressing need to really go deep into the scriptures and and understand the person of christ and all he stood for um that way we don't have to run to these these secular theories and movements in order to feel like we can answer some of the pressing issues of today um yeah the the i think the average christian they do feel like maybe and again i'm not saying that I just say that like, there's a lot of things that we need to throw in a bin, like I said, and there's a lot of, <laughs> and there's a lot of things that, um, there's a lot of things that we need to address in today's society. A lot of issues that women are suffering and men as well. Um, so there's just a greater need for, for biblical literacy mm. for us to really come and understand what exactly, like, like Mary said, to reclaim womanhood and, and what that means and, and manhood as well. I think um, preparing for this podcast and having the, the discussions d- left me encouraged um, at the end of it because I do feel like there is an increased um, urgency for us to answer these questions with a biblical worldview. And, I, you know, I, I read um, a book by Nancy Piercy, our auntie, who has <laughs> been mentioned many times on Black Berea, but she has released a book called Love Thy Body. And I, I really do believe that it's a treatise for our time in terms mm. of answering these these hard questions, these hard and difficult questions. Um, and it gives me hope, like preparing for this podcast has given me hope that, that you know, the, the Christ has given us an example and the Bible has, has the answer to all of these all of these questions um yeah yeah so i um yeah this has taught me a lot man um and i can honestly say that there's i feel like there's such a i mean ask me in a week actually ask me in a week (laughs) but um um we we as uh, a society we as the church have um such a long way to go um in this and I, I feel that there's, uh, I've learned so much uh, amongst you wonderful women. Um, Thanks. And just grateful even that this discussion is happening, mm. um, first off. Uh, so I thank God for that. Um, and I also uh, thank, it's oh, it's just a real reminder of um, for me that the heart of the matter is a matter of the heart mm. yeah. and I, I think with a lot of questions that will be raised or thrown at the church or what have you whether it's accusations or just genuine questions um a lot of times it's a lot of times it's not necessarily the about the question it's about the question the person who's asking the question mm-hmm. um and i think if we are so quick to just give a answer that just kind of you know a blanket answer we're not seeing the person we're not mm-hmm. see- and i think that completely um removes uh again who our creator is and how he has fashioned us um in his image mm-hmm. uh, and i think we have a lot of repenting to do um and a lot of um mourning and grieving as well uh like just 
from you know all these stories that you'd mentioned about you know the the doctor who's um you know 150 young girls like mm-hmm. those are th- those women like that's that's they have the rest of their life to deal with that mm-hmm. um and i remember reading this really heartbreaking story um somewhere i think it was on yahoo or something so i don't necessarily know how 100 percent this is uh in truth but about but i'm i'm sure that this has happened of um a 20 year old man who had raped uh his eight an eight month old um baby and i'm hearing these stories and i'm thinking what 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 does that invoke in me not just as a human but as a christian Mm -hmm. and if that is invoking something what am am i going to do about that and i know that regardless of of what we say here in action we will be held accountable Mm -hmm. um and i think the the first and foremost the fear of the lord should be on the tip of our tongues Mm -hmm. before we you know give uh the sister who's standing you know in front of me who's weeping and 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 saying all these things about what she's gone through before i give her an answer i need to stop (laughs) and really just acknowledge um my god first and foremost so yeah this has definitely been highly educational um i i um yeah have a lot to think about so thank you for this lord help us yeah thanks guys we've spoken for a long time so i'm gonna end it here um but yeah this is like <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>